Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Rich, could you tell me about Car and Classic, but whilst clearing your throat like Tom Jones? No problem. Car and Classic is Europe's biggest classic sales site with over 35,000 cars and bikes for sale at any time. And now they do online auctions where you get professional photos, a detailed write-up, a secure payment service, and the chance to get your classic in front of 4 million monthly visitors. And all of Car and Classic's seller fees are only payable when your car actually sells. Thank you. Smith & Sniff is sponsored by Car and Classic. A new Elvis, you know. I'm Richard Porter. I'm Johnny Smith. And this is Smith & Sniff, a podcast in which two friends talk about cars and many other things. Well, now, I wanted to start this podcast by actually um, regaling a, a little story about an artefact. Um, a chap on Instagram called 1988 Keith. Catchy, catchy name. But his name's Keith Sheehan. Keith got in touch mm. with me a while back, and I might have mentioned this to you. He said um, he, he takes some cool pictures of, like, um, Porsches, usually in Hong Kong. Hmm. And uh, he he sent me a picture of a small Bruce Lee statue, and with with a close up of its face, and he he put, "Is this Bruce Lee or is this Mike Brewer?" And and I have to say, uh, it 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 could go either way. That's what I'm saying. It could really go either way. It could it, it could go either way. <laughs> And well, I got chatting to Keith about this because I, I, it made me laugh so much. But he said, hey, yeah, we were visiting some of my wife's relatives for Chinese New Year. And there it was on the shelf. My wife tells me it might be possible to get it. And then I've sent him a couple of – he sent me a picture of it on the shelf amongst a load of other, in his words, tat. <laughs> and he's put, yeah, um, I've just got my – I've just got my girlfriend's mother to ask – um, if um, we can have the statue, because I said, well, I'm going to send it to Mike Brewer and hopefully he won't be offended. <laughs> and um, and he's put, yeah, good news. My uncle said that he bought it 20 years ago in some random Hong Kong department store. He doesn't want it anymore. He'll be happy to give it to you. And so I had well, it posted from, from, from Hong Kong where I then forwarded it to Mike <laughs> Brewer in the hope... <laughs> <laughs> it's just so stupid and i wrote i wrote on the plinth because it comes on a plinth it's like a, re- a resin semi-uncollectible collectible you know those ones it's probably well this is what i wanted to say the uncle yes that bought it because yes. i thought you're gonna say the uncle bought it from a you know car boot sale or something <laughs> but he bought it from a department store which suggests <laughs> i mean it could still be an impulse purchase i suppose but it's Suggests that it, it it came with a with a price tag that was more than, you know, a quid fifty p. Well, yeah. And yes. So, 
but also the idea that so it, that he bought it, he bought he spent actual cash money on it from yes. a reputable establishment. He took it home, but then after twenty years, he's gone. Eh, not don't like Bruce Lee so much now. Mm. Can go, can go. I used to love him. That's why I bought the little statuette. It's there's an interesting change, there's, an interesting shift in the uncle's <laughs> mentality. There. <laughs> the, the great thing is, <laughs> I'd love to explore. There's a picture on the shelf, and to the left of it, there's a pair of porcelain cartoon pigs, and to the right of it, there's a picture of it's an ancient Chinese lady playing a lute. And it's Bruce Lee in the middle giving it like, come on, N, come on, come and have a fucking go. And it just tickles. It just tickles. So, well, yeah, got it to me. And I wrote on the plinth in like silver pen because I was thinking, what do we call this thing? What do we call it? And then it, because he's got his... And, and for the purposes of this, I'll, the, the Patreons, I will put some close-up photos of it, because I did take some close-ups, which I said to you, Richard, and I know you, you found it quite amusing. He's got, his, he's got his hand kind of back, as if he's going to do an incredibly aggressive hold-out-your-hand, like a sort of, I don't know, a, a 100-hand shake or a one-inch hold-out-your-hand punch. I don't know. But <laughs> something... <laughs> <laughs> you know, like a really aggressive, like car buying deal. That's one for Brewer to aspire to—the one-inch deal. Yeah, they're so close to that. Oh, yeah. Oh, god, shit! You were already there. Wow, that's that's good. So close. Um, so close. This is because then this has been going on for a while, and you sent me the pictures originally. Yes, and then I got very confused because then you brought it up again. You went, you know, the Bruce Lee statue slash Mike Brewer. Well. It's the deal is on. It, uh, he's, he's sending it to me, and then I got confused, and I was, I couldn't remember whether real life Mike Brewer does martial arts or whether I'd imagined that because you'd <laughs> shown me the Bruce Lee statue. And then there was that afternoon when I was trying to avoid doing proper work, and I oh yes, <laughs> and I just, kept, I just couldn't stop photoshopping karate <laughs> outfits onto Mike Brewer. <laughs> Do you know what? This is great because Mike is such a good sport. When I said to him, I've got something to post to you and I'm hoping you won't be offended. Can I post it to you? And and I sent it to him and he has actually, he has responded with a video. We could always put the soundbite of it on this podcast, but we'll put the video up maybe on our Instagram. And um, he thought it was hilarious um, and it was a very good sport. But I think I've called it... Mike Bruce Lee. So it's B-R-E-W-C-E Lee. And honestly, honestly, I, I, said, if, if, I said to Mike, I said, I said, listen, if you have a midlife crisis and you decide to, I don't know, get fully roided up or ripped, go on some mm. keto diet or some, I don't know, lots of protein and keeping it lean thing because of course mm. the statue's topless right because bruce lee was a very topless guy yeah so i'm thinking that's what mike brewer needs to do he needs to just go right this is it i've hit middle age i'm going to do something radical i'm going to get ripped with a pt and yeah. maybe a little few little cheeky roids and then i'm gonna and then i'm gonna just wear, i'm gonna wear loose <laughs> pantaloon type trousers and sort of <laughs> And go around doing aggressive car buying deals where people don't even want to sell their cars, but they're terrified of what the consequences may be if they don't <laughs> sell it. Kick the shit out of them. 
<laughs> and so, so Mike, I'm told. So Mike's really cool. So Bruce Lee now lives in Mike Brewer's um, studio. Um, his sort of garage studio where I, well, where I did the walk round. That's a happy ending. Yeah, it's a very happy ending. It, so it? hold out your hand, etc. <laughs> Bruce, honestly, I kid you not, no, listeners. Please, Mike, I kid you don't make me hold out my hand. You'll just break my fingers. I don't want to hold out my hand, Mike. Please, no, please, ah, etc. Honestly, um, it just yeah. the, the face actually looks like Mike Brew. I'm not making this. It up. It does. This is the thing. It really does. And uh, <laughs> I like your your plan though that Mike inspired by this might get absolutely ripped and becomes a black belt in karate and and then but then every episode of wheeler dealers now has to have a sequence where mike just chops like four bits of wood stacked on top of each other in half in one chop for no reason whatsoever oh he'll just do us going the sills have gone on this yeah don't worry about that and oh, he's just through straight away off. it just it doesn't yeah. even need any air tools. He just uses his hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to weld this. Don't bother. I'm just going to punch these two box sections together. But they might come apart, Mike, they wouldn't dare. No, but what I love is while Elvis is doing the work on Wheeler Dealers, you know, carefully stitching on a new rear arch, just from left to right in the background, you, you have... Mike Bruce Lee doing like loads of backflips. <laughs> just, just roundhousing. <laughs> yes, he does a roundhouse. He roundhouses like a set of wheels and tyres across the, yeah. across the garage to Elvis. He says, "Can you pass me those wheels? I'm going to put them back on." Yeah, he just then- back kicks them across. As he said it, he realises what he said. Could you just pass me... Uh, uh, no, no, Mike, actually, don't worry about... Oh, God, Mike. Oh, Mike, we're going to have to take all the glass out of this car before... No, Mike, no, not like that, no! No, not with not with just your moccasined foot. No, actually take them out and save them. No. Oh, oh, seriously, I've got to say thank you to Keith. Bruce Lee. Look up Keith on, on Instagram. I said I'd give him a shout-out because that's the least I could do. 1988 Keith. He's, um, mm. Keith, thank you for this just wonderful gift. And Brewer really enjoys it. He's put it in his studio. It's gone all the way from Hong Kong to to, to Mike's ca- car cave. So, yeah. oh, my gosh, I've laughed a little bit too much. I'm feeling a little hoarse now. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I apologise as well if I'm... I'm a bit sniffly and coughy because I've got a cold, so I'm feeling very sad and sorry for myself. Yeah, we both. Week. Yeah, well, we've both been. My kids have been ill, and they've they've Bluetoothed it to me. So, nice. I've, I've got a bit of a sort of a, I've got a bit of a throat on, or whatever you would call it, um, mm. on that side of things. I feel like I've done a bit of a sort of Jacob's cream crackers and uh, dry roast peanuts, but with just a pipette of water at my fingertips and nothing yeah, more. Just big- lovely handful of silica gel and then <laughs> lap a couple of drips of rainwater off the edge of a gutter and off you go that's um, exactly it this- it's the end of the bag of dry roast peanuts and i've got to go straight into a triathlon and i'd forgotten my drink bottle <laughs> yeah have you uh, are you allowed to talk about what you were doing the other day when you felt like dog shit but had to do some track work oh um well Okay, uh, what I'll say is, yes, um, it's not going to be out by the time you listen to this here, 
podcast. But yeah, I, I've woke up. I'd stayed in a hotel the night before, and I had to wake up and go on a shoot and drive um, the 911 Dakar, the, oh. the new off-roady-ish Porsche special edition, hmm. uh, which seems pointless and daft, and it, it is expensive, yes. But anyway, hmm. it's, it's a really, really cool thing. Hmm. But, but... Um, I woke up feeling terrible to the point where I had, you know, when you, you, you have to go on, you have to go so slowly. I had to have a shower very slowly, get dressed very slowly. <laughs> and it was, I was in pure survival, you know, like limp home mode where I was like, must, yeah. I'm not hungry at all, but I know I've got to get something on board and I've got to do painkillers straight away just to get. Yeah. I turned up at Lydon Hill in off of Kent and all that. Oh, Lydon Hill. Yeah. I had to drive down to Kent. And as you know, Richard, I don't live anywhere near Kent. So, yeah, but the, the thing about <clears throat> Kent is that no one lives near Kent. What, no not even where Kent where you people. are, not even Kent people. Kent people go, it's on the other side of Kent, and then nine hours later, yeah. It is, Kent's yeah. It's a hard place. It is a, so hard to get to. It is hard to get to. And the weather was not making it, so I was feeling extra rough to the point where I thought, it's a 50-50 whether I'm going to have to abort this shoot. I felt really, really weak and um, hot and cold and kind of bruised. And, I, and, and that's not a great place to be in when you've got to drive something spiritedly on what no. is a rallycross track in horizontal rain. So it was cold, no. windy, rainy, dismal. And, I, and I've got to re- look on camera like I'm having, the, not just having the time of my life, but being really excited. So it's not easy. Act, Gary, act. And, <laughs> and I, but I have to say, fed big high five to IB Proof and got me through. And, uh, <laughs> it really did. Sweet, sweet painkiller. I want to dedicate this podcast to E5 Fuels and Ibuprofen from the petrol station. Thank you very much. And Do you think now? Here's a thing for you. Funny because I, I went to get some Ibuprofen last night because I had a headache and I um yeah I I was saying what I, 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 a stupid revelation, but I was staying in the supermarket and I suddenly went. So I saw the Nurofen. I went, oh, grab a bit of that. Oh, Nurofen Express. That's even better. Mm. Fast stuff. And I looked at it. And I went. Hang on, this has all got the same shit in it. Yes, it has. The Nurofen Express is like you know four quid for a pack. Yeah, there's a supermarket own brand ibuprofen that's still got two hundred milligrams of ibuprofen in it. It's ninety p. Yes, it's that's the thing. It's it's pocket change for like sixteen caplets or whatever. Well, paracetamol is even cheaper, isn't it? It's an amazing part of humankind's evolution is that we've now got to the point where you can make a profound difference to physical pain for like. 20p yeah, for a packet of them yeah for less than a dairy milk bar yeah it's amazing paracetamol are they're really cheap certainly in this country i don't know how they are in other countries and around the world but yeah par- well our listeners really. will tell us richard because that's the nature of the smith and sniff podcast. yeah they probably will but yes i just i suddenly I, it was just a stupid thing that i was standing last night in a big sainsbury's having this moment of realization going hang on a minute your offence just marketing. Yeah, it's all the same shit in there. Yeah, unless you know differently. If anyone knows differently, and, 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 I, I, I think it is just marketing. I think seventy pence worth of, of no name Neurofen is absolutely fine. So I had a handful yeah. of that. Um, no, I mean the correct dosage, not like a whole handful yeah. of just tablets. I'm not, I'm not mad, you know. Um, but no, it made a big difference, and I managed to get through the shoot. But mm. uh, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Did you in- enjoy the car despite feeling rancid? Uh, I really enjoyed it. I'll give more detail on it next time. But I have to say, yes, it was. It's one of those things that shouldn't. It shouldn't really make any sense. 
and it, it there's not really a huge point to it i suppose but at the same time it almost doesn't matter because it's it's so accomplished and and mm. great fun although like with all these cars you can get fully pants down and speculum in about options to the point where you just go how much for that that's just stupid why would i even tick that and and then you mm. find out from porsche that most of the people that have ordered it have done that and you go oh crumbs right. okay all right well then i will have velour seat belts fine yeah chuck them in why not exactly exactly look guys listen but it's a hell of a hell of a thing yeah i i saw it because <clears> when they announced it i was there at the, the show and um it i just went there's no reason for this it's absolutely stupid. Yeah, and I want one very much indeed. Yeah, and I don't know why. Well, we're all getting we're all getting the sort of aerial nomad um, fever again. Yes. I think, um, which actually, in a way, it's a more desirable car than the Atom. Cars, cars with a bit of a bit of squidge in them, a bit of give. Yes, are somehow very appealing, aren't they? Well, I think and it could be the fu- future. It could be the future, mate. Mm. Could be the well, future. that's the thing because you look at it and you go, bet that rides really nicely that's got a lovely ride on it and you can drive it anywhere you want and it'll sort of you know 911s generally are pretty usable everyday cars but yeah a 911 that you didn't have to ease over speed bumps pothole resistant thing yeah i mean and and maybe we should just take all this whole idea a bit further the the sort of more give more movement less power um thinner wheels thinner tires just go maybe you could just get i don't know a cayman poor person edition which has two-thirds of the horsepower of the entry model space saver width tires and wheels and um i don't know it's got like hard plastics inside that you can just drop kick into the bin as soon as you buy it if you want to and put alan a bit of alan cantara in there but oh no sorry porsche uh, race techs race techs race techs well that's what that's porsche's own brand alan cantara from memory well alan cantara is a trade name isn't it in fact i think alan cantara is a company isn't it it's alan, alan cantara, cantara spa of italy they're, they're the, so if you don't use their product you have to call it so so, so yes it's um so it's race tech you know, then. supermarket owned brand alan cantara well it's it's yeah it's petrol station ibuprofen um cantara <laughs> it's the same it? stuff it's, the, it's just the same stop calling it something else it's a bit like mb techs if you remember Uh, 80s and 90s mercedes non-leather interiors they were very very keen to promote the sort of the suppleness and the the quality feel of their now we would call it vegan leather of course which makes my skin crawl somewhat but um because i this is vegan leather it's vinyl right it's vinyl yeah but also is that now vinyl if you're going to do something that's not leather mm-hmm. which i think more companies should yes don't try and mimic leather because no. <clears throat> there's a lot that's not good about it it's slippery yes and it can look toss when it's aged a bit because it goes shiny yes and although it's wipe clean i guess though which is a bonus if you have small children and stuff otherwise it's not great we have sort of been somehow conned into thinking leather is posh in cars but yeah i'd, I'd rather have a like some really good cloth is an underrated thing the touch of cloth, cloth is a special thing i love the in my panda yeah i do i, I mean i touch the cloth in my panda all the time just because i've got some um, lovely but, weave in the honda insight actually which i oh yeah which i drove down to um kent which is i don't know approximately 900 miles from my house yeah and uh i was very much enjoying the blimmin comfort of that car 
And also, mm. even the fact that it was very windy, very rainy, and I was driving it relatively hard because I just wanted to get there, but abiding the speed limits naturally. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, 72 to the gallon I did. There and back. So, Shit so off, really? No, yeah, I, I, in fact, I've got, I've got a photo on my phone. I'll just quickly look. I did, and this is the thing, let's just nerd out because this car just continues to impress. 72.2 to the gallon, right? I put a full mm. tank of fuel in it before I left, mm. which is a 35-litre tank. And mm. I, I did 335 miles, and it's exactly used half the tank. Wow. And that is not bad for a bloody old 325,000-mile motor. And all that. Hold out wow. your hand. No, I'm not going to, Mike, because you're going to throw me over your shoulder and break my shoulder. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, no, I'm not selling it. I'm not selling it. I thought we were going to, we were going to shake on this immaculate S2000. You've put me in a chokehold for some reason, you fucking bastard. Um, so, um, what I was going to say about the... Uh, I want him the, to be dubbed from all episodes from now on in, Wheeler Dealer. So he dubs himself, but it's slightly <laughs> out of sync. Himself. So the lip syncs off a little bit. It's yeah. slightly off. It's slightly off. <laughs> Elvis, what are you, what are you doing you know, What I was going to say about the... Um, the well, I, I, just, I saw that car when it was announced in the US, and all of the Americans there call it the Dakar rather than Dakar. But hmm. what I what was intriguing to me, have we talked about this on the podcast before? The the, the thing that the Dakar threw into sharp relief for me was that it was in a room with other 911s. There was a GT3 RS, there was a full Florida spec 911 <laughs> Turbo Cabrio. Oh, gosh. In, I think gold with gold match wheels and loads of that personalization that makes a bit of sick come up. And <laughs> this is the elasticity of the 911. Yeah. There's very few cars <clears throat> that could do this sort of range of skills and still seem credible do you know what i mean it's like there's a sort of funny faux off-roady one but it feels like they've put a lot of work into making sure that it doesn't get embarrassed just driving over slightly bumpy terrain absolutely and you've got this kind of full sort of ocean drive cruiser but that could also headbutt around the nurburgring really fast and then this this even nuttier full track version and they all seem like they make sense and they don't feel contrived too much. I mean, the Dakar is probably the most contrived. But even that, you sort of go, well, they can leverage a bit of heritage here because there were 911 rally cars. That's the thing. They're not just then, making it up. They really did do some great stuff off of the sand yeah. and, all, and all that racing and that. And all that. You know, so... Yeah, but you know what yeah, was cool yeah. was? They were supposed to call it the, um, the 911 Safari. Mm. Did you know this? Yes. And then they went, oh, shit, we can't. Because um, Tata has a model called the Tata Safari. Oh, is that why? It's, yes, and so it's an Indian crossover sort of SUV yeah, slush no, puppy. I, I... And, um, and, they, and so they went, oh, bollocks, we can't do that because Tata will, will sue us and bury us. So, um, so they, they paid and bought the Dakar name instead. But any other manufacturer that didn't have that pedigree, it would seem like a weak and embarrassing um, yeah. choice. But actually, we, we, I mean, whether, I mean we're, we're journalists, so we... We are sort of nine eleven strokers, but it is true. It's it's a wonderful tool. So so tune in when it comes on the uh, on the uh, not on the podcast on the channel on the Late Break Show channel. Yeah, but please bear in mind that I was an ill man. 
I did my best during <laughs> ill circumstances. I'm just going to put that out there. This is the greatest late break show behind the scenes reveal since you admitted that you were shit faced doing that Kier EV6 posing piece to cameras. <laughs> and that's why the listeners tune in. It's quality yeah. car content. Oh. Speaking of shit-faced closing pieces to camera, yeah. thank you to everyone who uh, appreciated the, the the tune that I put up um, on the socials or on the on the Smith and Sniff Sound Clyde uh, last week, based on William Woolard's nonsensical closing piece to camera from Top Gear in 1983 that we've talked about on the podcast before. The one where he goes, "That's another show done over," as it were, <laughs> and <laughs> includes the phrase basically in Nottingham. Um, I still don't understand I, uh, any of it. I mean, every time no, I, I, know, it, I chuckle, I just go, what was, he, what was anybody thinking? <laughs> or weren't fantastic. they? I chopped it up and just put it to a bit of music that sounds basically a small town boy, I same know. chords, because uh, that's from 1983 or thereabouts. But uh, but I, I did it ages ago, and then I was, I was a little bit drunk on a train last week on my way home from London. And bored. Were you, thought, do you, just, were you doing? This you doing lukewarm uh, railway lager? Well, you would. No, no, I'd been. I'd been to London mm. for some meetings, but then I'd met some friends for dinner in the evening. So I'd had a couple of pints with a curry, and a couple of pints in the pub before that. And so I wasn't like absolutely rolling down the aisle of the train. Unlike uh, the, there's a woman sitting down the carriage from me who sat down, and she'd got that sort of where her eyes had gone a bit like you know chameleons moving their eyes independently. Yeah, I it, I was a bit like, it looks like her eyes are sort of rolling about separately in her head like loose marbles. And, uh, and then she seemed to sort of settle herself. But then she got up very urgently as the train set off from London Paddington. Oh, was it set off? <laughs> charged down the carriage. No, she just charged off down the carriage to lose. And I was like, ooh. And then she came back much more slowly, sat down, got some mints out of her bag and had a couple of mints. And I thought, hmm. <laughs> think somebody might have, have had a little, a little uh, carroty yawn in the <laughs> and, um, so I wasn't like that I was just it's I just had it. a very nice evening with some friends and I was feeling very full <laughs> a bit sleepy but I was like I don't want to fall asleep on the train because that would lead to me waking up in Bristol or oh, a train yawn and, um, oh, what a horrible thing train yawn <laughs> <laughs> well it's even because I was leaving yawn. I was saying goodbye to my friends and I um I said actually no before we go I'm just going to go to the loo because I don't want to get on the train and need a wee because I, I, I don't like having a wee on a moving train it is a it's a peril piss and I don't like it oh it's there's always that feeling you might just hose your own well it's aeroplane turbulence was you've got to brace yes. you've got to brace 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 <laughs> you really have to brace 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 <laughs> I've done it a number of times now, but it's that sudden jerk. It's like someone digging you in the ribs when you're sort of mid-flow. Absolutely terrifying. And you, what you don't want to do is redecorate the tiny little kiosk that, that is on an aeroplane. <laughs> kiosk? Oh, it's, like, it's like a boo-poo kiosk, isn't it? It's, it's... Talking of which, and I was, I I was debating this because I, I, I said to Rich before we started recording, I said, I worry that this podcast is becoming a bit pissy and a bit shitty at times where we just seem well, to deviate <laughs> into, into pl- plop and we chat now and again. And it, it, all it is is a sign of our immaturity. So I can only apologise for that. But someone referenced last week, uh, it was on the radio, a DJ was talking about shaking a leg to talk about instigating some dance moves and things. And, and, I, and I default to it. When someone says shaking a leg, I just think of someone that hasn't hasn't finished a wee properly and they've put their dingling back in their trousers too early. 
So therefore, you you get a bit of you know what I mean. You get a bit of you have to shake the leg and yeah. Anyway, so that's that. Anyway, back to Mike Brewer statues. And uh, great. Oh God. Also, because I'm feeling a bit sorry for myself today. You, I, I look like an absolute state. I'm wearing flute, feeling sorry for myself. Illness clothes. I've got that fleece on. <laughs> That I sent a picture <laughs> sent a picture to you the other week when I was dressed like an Australian because I'd got shorts on with a fleece and you were outraged about the fleece. It was bad. <laughs> it's, it's a very cheap fleece. <laughs> There's not a natural fibre in it, but um, but it is quite warm. And I'm wearing that because it's warm. Yeah. But then I'm wearing basically cuff ankle trousers <laughs> <laughs> and no socks with trainers. No way, really? Yeah. So hang on, you'd basically yeah. you're basically a welded diff E thirty six driver. Yeah, I look oh, like wow. a concert standard flautist. It's just, I, I mean, I'm not proud of it, but there's nobody to see apart from the builders who are still in my house. But who are all laughing um, at you right now? Uh, yeah, which oh yes, and also I haven't told you about my haircut. I had a oh. haircut last week. Okay, got my haircut. As it turns out, mm-hmm. um, but well, so. I, I went to this barber I've been to before, but it was a different guy cutting my hair. And we got chatting. He said, oh, yeah, what are you, what are you doing today? Are you working? I said, oh, well, I kind of set my own hours. I'm self-employed. Oh, yeah, what do you do? I said, oh, I'm a writer. And he went, oh, I'd love to be a writer. I've started writing a book, actually, because, uh, you know, about my life. And I was like, okay, yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And he went, yeah, I've had quite an interesting life, you know, done a few things, seen a few things, you know, not, not everything I'm proud of, but, you know, I think I've got quite an interesting story. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, what, what, what sort of stuff? And he went, well, yeah, I did 12 years in prison. 12? Yeah. And straight away I was like, oh, right, okay. Uh, what, what for? And he went, uh, you know, drugs, drug smuggling. What? This is cash over yeah. a haircut? Yeah. Wow. And he's got a cutthroat razor in his hand as well, because he, he suddenly, while he's telling me some of these stories about how he, like, he kicked the snot out of somebody in prison and things, he's, at one point he's got a cutthroat in his hand because he's doing the, you know, just shaving my neck and things and trimming my beard. Gosh. And, um... Yeah, he was telling me about. He said, oh, "I, I, uh, yeah." So I, I got a microlite, flew from Holland to the UK on a, with, uh, with with a mo- with a load of coke on the back. With, with you a- can't go too high because the fuel freezes, and also because you don't want to get detected. So you've got to keep low. But you know, the sea's choppy. The water's actually splashing off the bottom of the microlite, and what? you know, so it's pretty hairy. And I was like, "Oh my god!" But you made it, and he went, "Oh yeah, I used to do that all the time." What do you he mean was, all the time? He was. He was repeatedly smuggling drugs into the UK by flying a microlite very low over from the, the Netherlands. When so. you say, was the microlite one of those ones where your feet are in a sleeping bag? And, you, and is, that, well, that's, is that a hang glider? Hang glider? Oh, is that a hang glider? Yeah. I'm getting it mixed. So this is one where you've got like a nose cone of a sort of bad 70s Formula One car. And, yeah, and, a, and little... then a garden chair. <laughs> and then, and then, and then <laughs> the engine out of a rotavator. And then in his case, a big block of cocaine. <laughs> a big bag of coke in a Tesco, like... Yes, let's go bag for life. Bag for life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bloody hell! So that turns ridiculous. out this bloke, he did have a very interesting life. He showed me the bullet wound in his leg. There's another thing. Wow. He said, "Oh yeah, I've had three attempts on my life." Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, "Oh my god, you should definitely write this book." Because he said, "I started writing this book and I just kind of gave up on it." And I was like, "No, do it, man. This just sounds great." But I'd I'd asked him for you know a bit off. I didn't want to get scalped. I wanted a, you know a, a bit off the top of my hair and then yeah. I just tidy it up and. And he started doing that with the scissors, and then I think he got so into his stories, and he had told me that he kind of he, he cut hair in prison. Oh, gosh. I think he just decided to give me a prisoner's haircut. <laughs> after spending ages with the scissors on top, then he just got the clippers and ran them over my whole head. So it's like... What, you've had a buzz so cut? basically got a... 
Well, it's not a buzz cut because he had quite a long guard on it. But even so, my hair is bloody short. So you look like a coke, coke smuggling hang glider warrior. Yeah. Wow. But except, well, he had a very, very thick head of hair, actually. Not long hair, but, you know, good sort of solid, thick, quiffy sort of haircut. So he wasn't, he wasn't scalped, but suddenly I was. I think he just got so into his stories, he forgot he wasn't in the nick and just started, <laughs> just started buzzing my hair. So anyway, it's a very interesting haircut. I just, I was there, but I was a little bit worried about saying that's not what I asked for because, you know, clearly, as he told me, He'd uh, he'd had to kick the shit out of a few people in his life for various reasons. Limonek. Well, yeah, I I don't think I could compete with that. Um, I was going to start talking about the fact that, uh, and this is this podcast is not sponsored by um, Michelin. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Uh, it's actually sponsored by Car and Classic. It is, um, but but Car and Classic's logo doesn't involve a really scary, weird, white, tired thing. Because <laughs> there was a Babendum. Babendum, but not. I mean, Babendum now is a friendly, you know, child friendly kind of. If it turned up at a children's party, everyone would want a picture with him or her or it, and yeah. all good. Yeah, sort of like uh, I don't know um, a French tire fitting. Uh, Marshmallow Man from Ghostbusters. So that's all good. But Babendum years ago, oh my word. Have you seen how scary it was years ago in the early days of Michelin promotions? No. Oh, scary bastard. Absolutely scary bastard. Really? Yeah. Do you know, because I always think Babendum sounds like a medical term. Oh, yeah, you've got like, Babendums. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're just going, oh, God, he's Chris. He sat on a bicycle that didn't have a saddle on it. And he's injured his bibendum. It's really bad. But, oh, gosh. Um, I, don't, I don't actually know why he's called that. Or, and I haven't seen that. Could I, or should I look up? I'll, I'll, I'll forward you a link. But the, the, there, was a, there was a lovely piece written by Anthony Ingram um, for, oh. for Haggerty. And the title is yeah. Michelin Man, How a Nail-Drinking Oddity Became the Most Recognisable Mascot on the Road. And... Oh, it shit. basically pointed out. What he pointed out that in the nineteenth century, Babendum was just a scary, weird, oh my sharps God. eating bastard. There's a one here where he's <laughs> he sort of looks a bit like a kind of cross, cross between Mikhail Gorbachev and Michael Winner, and he's leaning back, smoking a cigar, allowing. Um, a brill cream gentleman in a pinstripe suit to remove his clothes 
Well, no, because he's obviously made of. Oh, because he's taking one out of his tummy, as it he's were. He's taking one out of his his midriff. Yeah, but it's. it's I mean, that's. I mean, it's. I, listen, as you. I mean, look, great tire company, well renowned. But I mean, seriously. But the logo is. Oh my god, it's these quite, are horrific. I know this is the thing. So, Babendum's now all cool and. Ah, sort of I got like, the- <laughs> A picture of a someone in a bebendum costume, but it's really horrific. <laughs> it looks like a sort of inflatable gimp suit. Well, I think bebendum's a bit. I think bebendum. I think. Oh my god! I think bebendum. These are horrible. Well, I know this is the thing. This is the thing. It's like a bad sort of French fetishy oh, and there's, weirdo. There's two of them here, and they just look like absolutely dog-shit Doctor Who baddies. They're... Re- ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I didn't realise yeah, this. So, 1898 was the Mark One Babendum. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. This is terrible audio. I'm just laughing at pictures that other people can't see, but yeah. bloody hell, we'll put some of these up on the... I'm going to say... awful. It took until at least 19... 19- There's two of them wrestling. Yeah, it took... A, Sorry, go it on. It took okay. until 1930 for Babendum to not look like an evil wrongan. That's what I'm saying. That's that's my take home from this. I want to throw a story for Sniff Petrol about as if written by an American exchange student who'd been forced to share a flat with Bibendum in Paris and discovered that he was a disgusting flatmate who just ate squash balls and got his head jammed between things all the time. Oh, I bet he's. I bet. Imagine Bibendum on a night out. If he got invited to a mate <laughs> stag do and you're like, oh yeah, we've brought on a, a mate of a mate. He's, he's actually, he's like an old cousin that I forgot he- about. Be nice Isn't to him. Isn't he the promotional character for Michelin tyres? No. Oh, yeah, I think he is. Yeah, he might still be doing that. Well, you can ask him, actually, but he, no. he only speaks French. And he and then halfway through the night, he gets punctured, and you have to, have to go <laughs> and find us a cycling shop that's open late to get a repair kit. Well, they it's a bit like the Stig. They sort of quietly changed the Babendum, so some of them lost their job over time. <laughs> um, so if you're, if you're for an ex-out-of-work Babendum, you, it's because you've, I don't know, aged badly or you... S- had some troubles with your personal life. So there's some, some, some bad babendums out there, I think, you know, who want to talk to you yeah. in a bar. Uh, yeah. They're a bit of a liability. You've got to be very careful. Uh, no, uh, I was going to briefly, well, I was going to ask you, have mm. you driven, I forget now, the, the Genesis GV60? No, I still haven't. I, but it has a face like babendum. It does actually, doesn't, doesn't it? it? Yeah. Hasn't it got a funny little it's smile? Face. It's got a funny smile grill. It looks like a cartoon. Hey, guys, hey. Sort of. If I was doing it, um, its grill face, my voice would be like this. Hey, hey, guys, hey. hey. Yeah, I know it has, it's definitely, it's hey. got a... Um, hey, hi, hi, hi. What's going on, guys? Hi, guys. Yeah, no, it's funny, funny looking. <clears throat> it's, it's smooth nose, that's the thing. It's got a, it's, it looks like it, it's a bit snake-faced in a way, I suppose. You just want to sort of draw two eerie little nostrils on it, but... Um, well, that's what it's, I, I know. It's just weird because it's obviously that's the EV6 and the um, Isotonic 5 underneath. Yes. It uses that, that high end IKEA um, e GIMP platform. And um, I found it a very confusing car. I've got one at the moment, I just borrowed one, um, which I, I couldn't because I, I was like, I don't, because it looks sort of like a smallish hatchback. Yes. And actually, I think it's supposed to be. More of a kind of medium-sized SUV, almost like a, 
I don't know, like an iPace? Do you or think something, you know, sort of a kind of spally SUV sort of crossover I don't know. That's the thing. I just couldn't get my head around what it's supposed to be. And then I found out that it's, you know, sort of 50 grand. The one I've got is the top one. Yeah. And it's and it's got some matte paint and stuff on it. And it's like a 60-odd grand car. And you go, I don't... It doesn't... It's... I mean, the interior is really good quality yeah. in that way that, like, I found with that other Genesis that I was driving the other week. But, but um... But yeah, I just like, I can't I just can't get my head around it sort of conceptually. Who's who's it for? Well, I don't know. I'm going to drive it some more. I've seen some people have got a bit of a down on the way it drives. And I think it's perfectly fine, and it, the ride's a little bit firm. But it's it it's you know it's good. It's quick, although it's sort of not it's not idiotically slap you around quick all the time. You know, you can drive it normally. Does, but, in, yeah, in, I just don't invisible touch cabin or invisible. T- yeah. What does that mean? Just a, just a pointless insertion of a Genesis song. Oh, okay. No, just thought it's I'd put it in there. more Land of Confusion. Oh! Because there's a lot of things that you just go, what are they? It's got the world's biggest electric mirror adjuster. Really? Yeah. It's it's like the size of a Tunnock's tea cake. <laughs> you twist the outside. Scottish listeners then, can relate. Yeah. <laughs> finally. Oh, at last. Um... So it's got yeah that is inexplicable detail. The panel that does all the <laughs> aircon and and you can toggle into the radio or the yeah. um, media player or whatever is for me just, just too far away. I have to lean forward to reach it. Could so you- there's some sort of slightly odd design touches, but the, everything feels like uh, they've you know they've they've spent money getting it right. It doesn't feel cheap and nasty. It just feels a bit mad in places. I think it's, yeah, I just don't... It's biggest problem I just can't is, get my head around it. Well, the biggest problem is the, is, the, is the cars that it's also based on are really yeah. good and don't feel cheap or unstylish, you know, dull, yeah. dull, and offering solid warranty, solid range opportunities and all that stuff. So you just go... I mean, I still... Call me a boring bastard, but I still really, really want an Ionic 5 because it's still way out there and just such a yeah. bloody masterpiece of design, I think. I blimmin' love it. I think, I suppose the Genesis is supposed to be sort of posher than those, isn't it? So it's like the Hyundai is, I don't know, a VW. Yeah. And the and the Kia is um, Cupra, I suppose, if you're keeping it a VW group. And then the, the, this genesis gv60 is supposed to be an audi but it's which i'll buy that it does feel a bit more i mean it, does, it, does, it doesn't actually feel more expensive side because the quality <laughs> on the ev6 and the and the high end is just really good exactly. it just feels like it's got more twinkly bits You've on just it. talk, that's what it's, it's got. got more cut glass chisel like the <laughs> yeah. bmw i7 there's a lot of cut glass shrovsky uh, shiz yeah. going on no i don't um, know i just I, I suppose it's like it's i just don't get it I, like as in who's going to buy it yeah because I think probably it's one of those cars that sort of you can't get your head around the scale of it. Yeah. Like, you know, the the, the current Mini, but when the, the original BMW Mini came out in, what, 2001, it was very hard to get a sense of how big it was from the photos because it's kind of cartoonish. Yeah. And I think this Genesis is kind of the opposite. It looks very compact in pictures because all the design details are sort of at that scale. And then in real life you go, oh... It's a bit bigger than I thought, but it still just looks like a a fancy hatchback. And I mean, I quite like the way it looks. I just don't. I just don't think it's sort of. I don't know what they're aiming at. Generation. But that's the high end at the moment. It's just kind of like freewheeling, aren't they? They're absolute freestyling, maverick stuff. You they're look great, at the aren't they, Five mate? and the Arnold Six and things. Six and you just go. 
they just they just do what feels right they are they're in the they're in the recording studio and they're being let their record labels let them do whatever they want they go just be experimental yeah. go with your gut do it with conviction you'll be safe it's yeah. fine guys yeah. it's fine and they've gone brilliant we're going to do a, a, a yacht rock album next yeah um, and then just uh, probably just do a load of we, uh, could we all just go off to the himalayas and we're going to do a, an album that all the instrumentation is just nose flutes <laughs> go, okay yeah you, mm, and while we're nose fluting can one of you just pop over to holland in my microlight for me yeah thanks <laughs> yeah <laughs> um talking of nose oh, nose flutery anyway so yeah i don't know i'll report back i've only had it a couple of days so i haven't driven it loads but it's yeah it's just a bit of a confusing car I just go what who who do you think is going to buy this because i just don't i don't it's just it's a lot of money anyway I to, but i don't know I'll, I'll drive it some more see if it, it attracts the crowd can i do a quick poll from you and the the listeners listeners is uh mm. i, I the, the term ice okay yeah the term ice i think i don't know whether it's my age or what but people have called me out on my channel on youtube comments saying why do you refer to 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 ice cars as piston cars i don't understand just call them ice cars and i don't call them ice cars because my background in the car world ice was always in car entertainment you know like stereo audio hi-fi right yeah, yeah, I know it's not really talked about much anymore. The aftermarket hi-fi world, mm. but I, I, to me, that was always what Ice was. There were loads of companies that were called—I don't know. There was a big one called Ice Direct. They were always like selling. What's that? Yeah, loads of Ice amps, Direct. head units, blah blah blah, subs, you name it. So, so to me, and I, I want to know what the listeners are thinking here. Does is Ice? your default setting for talking about internal combustion cars versus evs or are you like me maybe old school and it's all about in-car entertainment it's all about your your pioneer head unit your your kenwoods and shall we your Nakamichi. let's see what the um well let's see what the google alan Garithm thinks oh al what yeah does ice stand for you can call me al ah well you see, you're wrong on both counts because it actually stands for the Immigration and Customs Enforcement. Oh, okay. Of, of the uh, and not not of the not like very age of the US. Well, how far down that trail does uh, does very cold water come? Oh, that's, that's Just so so old school. Is no it? one says that anymore. And what yeah. about the gangster okay, well, term for diamonds as well? Just want to put. Oh out yes. <laughs> also, actually, isn't there a gangster term for killing somebody if you ice them? Oh, really? What so you freeze them uh, as in they're not they're not moving anymore they're not they're not doing they're not doing anything. The the top definitions on this abbreviations dot com. Yeah. The top one is Icelandic. What? As in it's the abbreviation for the Icelandic language, not just like someone from Iceland is an ice. It's but that's apparently how they abbreviate it. The next one on the list is in car entertainment. Good. Strong contender, second. And below that, internal combustion engine. Okay, so so silver and bronze. Okay. Followed by, followed by in case of emergency, <laughs> which is, uh, uh, there's also independent cost estimate, uh, Intercity Express. Intercity <laughs> Express. <laughs> this has descended into drivel. Inner city experience. Oh, wow. I've never. Information content exchange. 
interdisciplinary cooperative education. I'm coming to making it up now. In class essay. No, you're making it all up. Just picking words. This is all just (laughs) Max Power era Alpine Nakamichi. Yeah. Like music making devices to put inside vehicles. That's all this is. Well. That's a, it's a yeah, that's a fair point. Um, were you getting some shit last week for something? I can't remember now. Yeah, social media, yeah. social media store. Oh, Twitter just yeah, Twitter just cascaded a load of liquid plop over me, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> because I I because the 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 where my office is is on a farm, and hmm. the drive to the farm the 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 private drive is a one-kilometre-long straight piece of road, okay, Hmm. surrounded by fields because it's a farm. And um, I sometimes video on my phone um, a little selfie video of of me just cruising down. There's a maximum speed limit of, like, 25 miles an hour down there anyway, um, of just filming on my way to and from work if I'm doing some thoughts or whatever. And I got absolutely destroyed on social media, despite the fact that I put a little video out and I stated in the first eight seconds of this vid, by the way, I'm on private property. This is a farm lane that goes to my office. By the way, if there's mm. rustling paper in the background, it's tortoises having sex fights, just so you know. Again? Again, it's relentless. Um, so, uh, although they're amazing off-roaders, I do like watching the way they, their, their departure and approach angle is just phenomenal. But um, yeah, I um, they the people just all latched on and piled on. Mostly cyclists, um, pro cyclist groups, saying how uh, the, they cc'd in loads of local police forces, saying take this guy down. He's promoting filming, what? filming whilst driving. He should be setting an example. And I was gone, and every single one, it's like it's on private property. I stated, I stated it was on private property. It's it's on my, it's on the drive to my farm, not my farm, my office on the farm. So I said, I know the farmer. The farmer's cool. I get permission to do this. They're like, but you still shouldn't do it because you can still knock something or somebody down. And I said, I understand it, but also... Guys, of course it was private property. I was incredibly drunk when I filmed well, it. Well, and and. And that, that one person actually came back to me and said, well, are you saying that you'd, you'd drink and drive and do the same thing? And I said, yes, I would, actually. <laughs> I've done it before. I've driven around a field, really drunk in my car, pretty much on my own. And I'm allowed to do it because I'm a grown adult and I've decided I'm going to do it. I haven't done it on the road because I'd lose my licence and it's not a wise thing to do. And I don't film myself on the road because it's my job to be responsible and I don't want to lose my career and the trust of the people but yeah I mean I got properly pants down about it mm. big boy way it's an underrated branch of internet twattery isn't it the sneaky cc yeah people copy in someone they want to draw attention to something but in a sort of really snide way I, I, I don't enjoy that no well I got yeah I mean it, it went it sort of went viral in the wrong way. And it doesn't matter how many responses, individual responses I sent out going, please, you've clearly not watched the video because there was someone going, oh, yeah, this guy needs to be taken down. This guy's self-righteous. Look, he's driving a posh BMW. He needs to be. He, he, someone said he's a Poundland Andrew Tate. That's what I was referred oh, to. Oh, no. I was referred to as a Poundland Andrew Tate. So, That's a horrible insult. It is, isn't it? I like Poundland. And... um <laughs> But I don't. I don't like. I don't particularly like vacuous social media people with terrible car taste who may or may not traffic women. So I, yeah, I. It was a tough one. That was a tough one. 
Um, yeah. And I might have uncorked it a few times when I was a bit cross. But, yeah, so there we go. So, yeah, next week, everybody, I'm going to be driving up and down the one-kilometre completely straight farm private road, and I'll probably have a, a belly full <laughs> of Merlot, and I'll be... What do you do when you're smoking a crack pipe? But it's OK, because you've got an airline sleep mask on. Oh, that's a great idea. In fact, we could come up with... The, I, one idea I had was, you know when you do launch control in, in various new cars? Um, yeah. I was thinking, what about launch control with one full turn of lock-on and see what happens Ooh, will it let you do that oh I, I don't know maybe it'll go no 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 you need to you need to straighten that bad boy out. No, no no we've got to be careful here because when we idly said i wonder if cruise control works in reverse oh, gosh quite a few <laughs> listeners as it turns out have tried it have tried <laughs> have tried this yes um and we don't want you to, because what what would happen if you, in a really powerful car, say like a 911 Turbo or GTR? Oh, gosh. Gosh. If it unleashed full fury, but with some lock on. I mean, it's not, I don't know what's going to, it's not going to roll over because the centre of gravity is too low yeah. for that, surely. But it's just going to. Guys. I mean, apart from anything else, the, the torture, because we're talking about four wheel drive cars, the torture. On the front drive shaft. Oh, it would be quite quite hard. Quite something might pop out. So I bet they don't let. <laughs> what it. like Alan Partridge's we... running shorts? Kind of yeah. You might get a, yes. you might <laughs> pop a CV boot. Out the... One of my drive shafts has come <laughs> loose at the side. <laughs> uh, oh, I don't know. Maybe so, yeah, I mean, <laughs> Johnny's driveway of peril. Well, this week Johnny's driving uh, a new <clears throat> Mercedes EQE down the drive but he's sitting backwards for no reason at all i'm still no i'm gonna do i'm gonna drive it half throttle in sport mode but i'm only steering it with my right hand wrist at the top of the wheel and i can't grab it with my <laughs> hand and i can't use my fingers at all it's just the wrist oh and by the way it's Hi. been it was a frosty night and i'm doing it very early in the morning Hi. So. I'm Johnny Smith, and welcome to Driving With My Feet. To, I'll finish this conversation by saying, obviously, I don't condone filming whilst filming with your phone whilst driving along uh, on the road, mm. pr- public mm. road, of course, or drink driving or anything daft like that. Um, but I, I got interrogated coming back from Kent in the Insight, and I sent you a voice note, didn't I, um, afterwards oh, to yeah. say... This thing approached me at a rate of knots. I was overtaking a lorry, uh, and I was doing just under 70. And this guy came up behind me in a white Range Rover Spots, um, which had an aftermarket tuner body kit on it. And one front corner of the bumper had obviously been heavily biffed on something, and it was sort of flopping off and flapping, and it had you mm. know black scratches all down. It was a white car. And the grill on the front was just some generic bad tuner, and it had a shield on it, which looked like I don't know either a double glazing kind of seal of approval, or a a, a known a no name superhero kind of moniker. <laughs> and uh, when it went past, a the person was on their phone on the on the loudspeaker type scenario, mm. but b obviously it was on full kickdown had a pair of jet, black smoke jet trails spiraling out of these oh. two kind of oblong exhausts i mean the whole thing the whole thing just made me feel quite unwell which is why i sent the message to you when i got home to say um 
here's the situation, guys. You've got two choices. You got I just I just remembered the the specific message you sent me. It's you've got a choice. Do you drive that car every day, or do you get kicked in the dick every day? The choice is yours. <laughs> and I want to know the answer. I'm going with the la, I'm going with the latter. Because that How hard is the kick? I'm going to say medium. Enough for you to sit down for three quarters of an hour. I'm going to say. Oh, okay. Medium. I'm right. going to say medium, medium but with sturdy shoes, but not walking boots or safety boots. Okay. Not a steel toe. Not a steel toe, because yeah. that's savage and that's sort of, you know, like yeah. proper kind of potential life changing injuries. So we're not going there. Yeah. Um, but I'm yeah. keen to know what people's thoughts are. I'd, bear in mind, this car was a bad looking thing. A really mm. bad-looking thing. I know that shield you're talking about. Do you? On the grill. It's, yeah, it, I, I can't remember the company. It's the sort of thing that toothpaste companies put at the end of their advert, which says something like, I don't know, dentist-friendly. Yes, exactly. It got endorsed by the Society of Dentists. And you go, well, of course it is, because you gave them 100 grand. It's like, it just, I, yeah. Endorsed I by people so. that we paid. Yes, thank you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> endorsed by this thing we just made up. Um uh, anyway, well, we should Look, uh, we should probably uh, wrap this up. Well, I just um, want to end this podcast because I'm supposed to have said it three weeks ago, and it's blatantly a, I got mm. gifted something, and I thought it's really good and it's useful for what I'm doing now, which is talking with a microphone in front of my face. I've got uh-huh. I've got the most sweet, sweet, sumptuous, lovely noise cancelling, high quality headphones on, and I've been waxing lyrical to you about them because I said because you have had about three headphone uh, technical issues in the last four podcasts haven't you yeah i have yeah so i want to i want to say a thank you to bowers and wilkins for sending me and i know i know i don't do this very often guys so i'm just gonna put it out there i've got these mclaren edition px8 noise cancelling bluetooth off of wireless headphones and i've got to say they are such nice quality items they're not cheap i know this but they're such mm. bloody good quality and they work so well for this podcast. And I feel very proud of them because they're, because they're McLaren. They've got brushed orange accents on them. And they've got the softest... I know it sounds, no, it sounds really cheesy. They've got the, the soft... <laughs> they have got the softest... As soft as a spaniel's ear... Um, Ooh. Little, you know the you know the pads that go round your ear because they're a full ear headphone. You know, a trad, yeah. full ear head uh, covering ear. They got the softest of pads, and they are just such a wonderful thing. Um, and I've thoroughly invo- uh, enjoyed them. And I went on a flight quite recently, and I had to sit around people I didn't like. So I put the noise cancelling feature on, and it was just money couldn't have bought that experience. So it makes a budget airline pleasurable. It's a sweet, sweet. Uh, relevant to what we're doing here, podcasting experience. So I just want to say thank you, and that's the end of it. They were give, they were gifted to me, and I'm got to be transparent about that. And no, I don't own a McLaren, so I'm one of those guys. I've got mm. I've got McLaren spec headphones without a McLaren, but honestly, they're really good. They're good, good quality, signed. So thank you, signed. Yeah, and good. Yeah, you're, right, you're right. irritated that I've done that, but I, I wanted to do it. <laughs> That's fine. If I get free stuff, I'll happily mention it towards the end of the podcast as well. But uh, before we go, I have three things to tell you. 
They are one. Johnny has a solo YouTube channel. It's called The Underestimate Bates Show, oh. uh, in which he challenges a former Radio 1 DJ to a task, firmly believing he'll be unable to complete it, <laughs> only to find that he can. Uh, this week, Simon finishes the refurbishment of a village hall near Keswick with two days to spare, even though Johnny spent the whole time telling him he'd bitten off more than he can chew. And if that's oh. not to your taste, there's always The Late Brick <laughs> Show, which has got lots of excellent videos about cars and people who love them. Um, oh, the one that, the one, the, the new one that will come out <clears throat> or, uh, the day that this podcast is released... It's a lovely mm. barn find, wide-bodied mm. Mercedes um, 500 SEC AMG. Oh shit! It's off. it's it, oh. it's it's honestly it's more 80s than fretless base wide linen suit with slip-ons with tassels hanging off the back. It's so amazing. It's so so. It's a it's a proper oh, thing. Dad, and will it will it start? Can we start it, listeners? Ooh. Well, you'll have to watch it and find out, won't you? Uh, <sighs> No spoilers here, no. Uh, apart from on that Mercedes probably. <laughs> anyway, uh, second thing I've got to tell you is, um, oh, well, I, I, so I've chucked various bits of music relating to Smith & Sniff onto a Soundclaid. Um, so if you really want to listen to the like and subscribe thing, it's coming up at the end of this anyway, probably, but uh, that's on there. And the current classic Eurobeat is a slightly longer version of that and various other bits of nonsense. So uh, soundcloud.com forward slash otsot if you want to go there and the third thing i've got to tell you also on a sort of musical note mm-hmm. is uh you'd be familiar with the song clint eastwood by gorillas it was their first single yes but the distinctive riff of that and the beat is just a preset from the suzuki omnichord is it it's called rock one yeah dun, it's just that dun, and then, dun, 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 yeah dun, dun, well, you know do you know the omnichord that sort of slightly odd looking kind of 80s uh synthesizer thing yeah it's just it's just one of the preset little loops from that wow that uh the damon alban then just you know made his own so simple but, uh, but yet but, so effective yeah i love it when so you do these fi- these finishing things because i always learn something richard it's like a jerry springer yeah, final thought but <laughs> but, <laughs> but sometimes car related arcane information yes and no fights okay well um Thank you ever so much for listening. Uh, if you fancy being generous, we have a Patreon, um, patreon.com forward slash Smith and Sniff, and you get the podcast a little bit early and with no ads, and also a thing called show notes where we put up pictures. This week will be pictures of Mike Bruce Lee <laughs> and various other things, including <laughs> Sinister Babendum. And um, there's the Smith and Sniff Encyclopedia on there as well, which has lots of, sort of definitions of... Uh, things we talk about on this and some of our kind of running jokes and where they started oh yeah that's make true. some sense of this bullshit it's a quid a month if you're interested some people give more thank that's you that's a them, third to everyone that's the third of a price of a city coffee it is yeah at least just saying yeah just so saying. um so yeah if you fancy doing that and if you'd like to drop us a note about anything uh hello at smithandsniff.com yeah. Please, now, please uh, stop goodbye. forwarding we'll me um, Nissan Leaf hearses because I've had. Oh yes, the list. We've oh, seen the Nissan gosh. Leaf hearse, so so that's honestly, all good. thank you. Please that. no more. And we will do this all again next week. Until then, goodbye. Bye now. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and review. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and review. You know just what to do. Like and subscribe and review. You know just what to do. 
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.